You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is a special episode. It's actually drifting from our plans from last week, which was financial analyst at the NFL. The venture capitalist episode will come next week because I was interviewed by a reporter from New York Times Upfront. Her name is Chrisanne Grise, and I got to interview her and ask her what it's like being a journalist at the New York Times Upfront. And I thought it was really interesting to hear about journalism and about news reporters and how to get into that industry because I know a lot of teenagers that want to get into it and they're good at writing and they like sneaking into the back doors. I think that's what uh, Ken Wayne, the news anchor, told me. What he liked about being a journalist was that he gets to go to places that the normal public doesn't get to go to and he gets to report on it. So this one is more of an elaboration on what it's like being a journalist and it was so great to be able to talk to somebody. Um, She interviewed me and I was featured on the New York Times upfront and it was great to be in the magazine That was pretty surreal, and uh, I really want to thank her for reaching out and just having me on, and I'm grateful that she accepted an interview request to be on my podcast, and that's what you're hearing right now. Before I begin, I do want to say that when I was interviewing her, I was a little under the weather, and my voice was a little bit monotone, and I don't think it's that big of a deal, but... Um, you might just hear me a little bit more monotone than usual, so that's why. I'm just warning you ahead of time in case you're wondering why. So, I don't want to bother you anymore. Here is the episode with Chris Sand. Thank you so much for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I'm talking with someone super awesome and amazing because I actually got to talk with them for a a piece that's coming out that she interviewed me for but now I'm flipping the sides and now I'm going to be interviewing her about what it's like becoming uh well she'll talk about what it is so before we begin Chrisanne who are you and what is your job title (laughs) I am Chrisanne Grise and I'm a senior editor at the New York Times Upfront is a news magazine and digital social studies resource for high schoolers. All right. So what is your job description? Like, what do you do? Yeah. So um, New York Times Upfront is published in partnership with Scholastic. Um, it's one of their classroom magazines. They have like 30 different classroom magazines, which um, a lot of people know through like Scholastic News in elementary school. Um, but we are for high schoolers. And so I do a lot of researching, interviewing sources, writing, editing articles, um, just about all kinds of topics that'll inspire and engage high schoolers. So it could be quirky news stories about dog influencers on Instagram, (laughs) or it could be something more serious, like teenagers who are fighting to raise the minimum wage or taking action against climate change. Um, So we kind of do a huge variety because we're using a lot of different social studies and history classrooms. So there's always something new to write about. Mm -hmm. Great. So did you always know that you wanted to work in the media and as a journalist from an early age? 
Yeah, I actually remember the exact moment I realized I wanted to become a journalist. Um, I think I was like 15 or 16, and I was reading a teen magazine article about one of my favorite bands. And I was so jealous that the reporter got to hang out with these musicians that I was obsessed with. And then it just kind of dawned on me like, oh, I could do that too. I could interview interesting people and ask them all the questions. Um, so it was really just kind of an epiphany where I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Um, but that said, it certainly like changed over the years. Like I figured out I wanted to be a journalist. Um, but for a long time, I wanted to be a music journalist, which I have done some of. But now I've kind of figured out that I actually like that to be more of a side gig because then I can just write about the music I'm interested in rather than a full-time job where you have to kind of spend all your time listening and writing about things that maybe you don't care about as much. Um, and definitely like in college, I sort of figured out I wanted to work in magazines. And then at, the at that time, I thought, there's no way I'd ever want to do news. But now here I am writing news and I love it. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of evolving and changing as I go. Yeah. And I like how you touched upon the different types of journalists. Like you can write about news, but you can also write about music. And there's a lot of different things that people can go into. So like, how did you decide that you wanted to go into news journalism? And like, what was your pathway kind of like? Yeah, I don't know that I ever really, other than music, like there was never really one that I was like, that's what I want to write about. I've kind of jumped around a bunch. Um, I've done music, I've done a lot of health, I've done some travel, I worked at a wedding magazine, I worked at a parenting magazine, I don't even have kids, but I've been, you know, writing about <laughs> parenting stuff, so uh -huh. it's kind of been all over the place, but I certainly have ones that I'm more interested in than others, um, and so it's just kind of my own personal passions, like I, I love music, and I like, I spend a lot of time trying to be healthy, um, and so it's just sort of naturally I have gravitated towards things, but I've also been open to, mm. you know, when a job opened up at Parents Magazine, I was like, I don't really know much about this, but sometimes I actually think it makes you a better journalist when it's a topic you don't really know anything about because then you really make sure you understand something, whereas mm. if you're really confident you already know everything, you might not do as thorough research. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there are a lot of different areas, and you don't have to lock yourself into just one, um, as I certainly haven't, but it does help to have certain things that you kind of specialize in so that way you can present yourself as a little bit more of an expert on those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I like how you touched upon that, like, you know, there's no rigid thing that you have to write about. You can always touch upon different things. Uh, I, I, my next question is on how one would attain the job. So there's always the standard going through college and majoring in journalism. Uh, is that like what you did or did you approach it differently or like have your peers approached it in some unconventional ways? Um, I think most of the people I know, you know, went to college and studied journalism or magazine writing. Um, and then, but it does sort of, I think the media industry right now is in such a interesting place in that things are always changing. So, you know, there are some people mm -hmm. whose job now is really just to like post on Snapchat. And so mm -hmm. I'm sure their path to get to that was probably kind of unconventional. Um, mine was a little bit more standard and then I went to college 
and I did some internships and um you know it was a lot of for me informational interviews just just mm-hmm. sort of like what you're doing just talking yeah. to people about what they do and getting to know them and even if they you know even if I wasn't looking for a job or they couldn't offer me one you never know when down the line they could give good advice or um you know maybe know a place that's hiring yeah and like building your network so that when um you know you can uh like potentially get new job offers or just like just get to know more people so um i think that's like a pretty conventional approach to getting into a job from what i've heard from like other people as well yeah almost almost everything that i've gotten has somehow come from it's so rarely that it's just someone you don't know and you just applied for a job like usually somebody knows something or somebody can recommend something and I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. common in a lot of industries, but definitely, you know, if you if you keep in touch with people that you've worked with or talked to, it can be a huge help in the long run. Mm, definitely. Um, so I kind of want to shift it towards your um, your day now from the past to like present, and I was wondering what your schedule is kind of like. Uh, is it more of like a desk job or are you out in the open more what what is your um daily schedule kind of like mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of de- it's kind of changed from different publications depending on where i'm working some of them i'm out of the office more some of them i'm in more i would say at the new york times upfront i'm a little bit more in the office um because we have access to all sorts of reporting done by the amazing new york times reporters so that is a huge help for us um, and so I usually have a whole bunch of stories that I'm working on all at once. So like today I was editing stories for our issue that we're about to wrap up, making sure that they fit in the layout. But then I'm also, you know, working on some articles that haven't been assigned to an issue yet. Um, and then I'm setting up interviews and talking to people for stories I haven't even started writing yet. So there's always a lot to juggle um keeps you mm-hmm. very busy but it's very interesting you're never really getting bored of something mm-hmm. yeah and you know it differs from jobs like say accounting in which you do the same tasks every day you're always looking at different stories and you're researching different topics and i think that would appeal to a certain group of people that really like doing different tasks but are maybe like wanting to be like physical in Mm -hmm. like their body but wanting to do like different things every day so journalism like really exposes you to a lot of different industries and I think it's unique in that way yeah it really does and I think one of the things that I love most about my job is just like I I get to spend all day learning about things and then telling other people about them so Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like just have all this random knowledge that I'm always blurting out to my friends and family. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's fascinating, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like I, and I have a lot of freedom at the New York times upfront to kind of choose what topics I want to write about. So I'm picking things that are very interesting and delving into them. So it's definitely, it's always something new, always something different and very interesting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so my next question is, what you think are like some personality traits that um you know people 
would need to have to become successful in the job i'm assuming like communication through like interviews and things like that but uh there's also probably like some other traits that we may not n know of that are also important so i was wondering what your thoughts on that were mm -hmm. yeah i would definitely agree that you know it really helps to be good at communication um and you'd think that you'd have to be an extrovert to be a reporter but I actually know a ton of introverts, and that's including myself. So you don't have to be, mm -hmm. like, super outgoing. Um, I used to be very shy, and I would get really nervous before interviews. Um, but I just kept going, and the more I practiced, you know, yeah. the less nervous I became. And I got I think it helped me probably overcome my shyness a bit. So, you know, um, I wouldn't really rule it out um, no matter what your personality is. But I would mm -hmm. say it's good to be, you know, if you're curious, you have to be independent, um, and sometimes you have to be a bit persistent, so it helps to be able to, you know, if somebody's not getting back to you, you just kind of have to keep bugging them until they do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say it definitely helps if you're reliable when it comes to deadlines, because um, so, you can be mm -hmm. an incredible writer, but if your editor can't rely on you to turn in an article when it's due, that's that's going to be a problem. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think those are some things, but definitely, like I said, I didn't have what I think was probably the ideal personality for it, but I wanted to do it, and I stuck with it, and it worked mm -hmm. out. Awesome. And, um, you know, going from that, you talked a lot about how being an introvert isn't a deal breaker for this job, and there's a lot of opportunities for you to still become a journalist. So I was wondering what kind of people you thought were not right for the job and people that maybe like should not be doing it or is that like a non-factor yeah that's that's why I like because of my own personal experience I would say like don't rule yourself out um just because you don't seem like a 100% match for whatever career you're interested in like that doesn't mean you necessarily can't do it um so that you know there was a time where I was like why am I why am I going after a job where I'm gonna have to talk to strangers and I get nervous <laughs> about it um, you know, like I remember one of my first big interviews and I was waiting for it to start and my hands were shaking. I was like, is, am I cut out for this? But I really uh -huh. had my heart set on journalism. So I just kind of stuck with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I learned that I, that almost every interview would go completely fine. And if it didn't, I was capable of handling a tough interview. Um, mm -hmm. so it's definitely, I think it's been really good for me personally. Um, so yeah, I, I would say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule anyone out as being not right for the job. I think if it's something they're interested in, it's worth, it's worth trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd, I would have to agree with that. I, I'm kind of like that too, where when I was doing interviews and like, you know, in when I first started, I did one with like a pretty big, um, pretty big band that won a Grammy and I, you know, I was pretty nervous and I was shaking and then they turned out to be like one of the nicest people ever and they were like so welcoming and answered all my questions and yeah, uh, I, I was like anxious for nothing. So I learned <laughs> yeah. that a lot of people are like love talking about themselves and talking about their job. So over time, it just like became second nature to just talk to people when before like, I would never thought about that. Yeah, definitely. And then those interviews, I feel like sometimes turn out to be some of the best. And you feel mm -hmm. so good when it's over and you had like a great interview. So, you know, you never know mm -hmm. what will happen. But 
it's usually yeah. it's usually people like you say are very happy to talk about themselves and share whatever they know with you yeah um i guess like my next question for you is like what would you say are your experiences or like fun stories that you can share that are unique to your profession could you talk a lot about some big interviews that you've had what are some of your favorite experiences yeah so journalists get a lot of behind the scenes access which is really cool um i think my family and friends like to hear a lot about the celebrities i've interviewed or you know where Mm. weird events i've gone to um so i i have interviewed you know some people like interviewed the soccer player abby wambach um the musicians musicians like the lumineers I'm trying to think, trying to think now, or like Zachary Levi, who plays uh, Shazam mm-hmm. in the superhero movies. I got to have tea with Julie Andrews, which my grandma was very excited about. Um, <laughs> so, um, and like sometimes I've gotten to travel for other jobs. Um, so like one of the best trips, I did a week in Hawaii, basically just having like the trip of a lifetime, so that I could then recommend wow. other fun activities to people. So, it's journalism is a lot of work, but there are definitely some really fun thrilling experiences in there too mm-hmm. and you talked about like how journalism there's a lot of work to it so I was wondering what would you say are like some of the harder tasks and things that you find are like difficult about journalism I would say the hardest part is probably just trying to stay on top of all the deadlines like like I said mm-hmm. before I'm always working on a lot of different stories and they're all at different points in the cycle. So just trying to make sure you stay on top of everything, don't let anything slip through the cracks can be a challenge. Um, luckily, I'm pretty organized, so that doesn't happen often. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, juggling those, I think, is probably the biggest challenge. And then sometimes, you know, a last-minute news story will break, and we'll be scrambling to write something before we have to send the magazine to the printer. Um, so that's that's mm-hmm. like challenging, but it's also kind of a fun team effort you get the adrenaline mm-hmm. going and then you feel really accomplished when it's over and you know we all pulled it together so mm-hmm. it's challenging but exciting and we talked a lot about workers the co-workers so what are some of the other departments or like people that you work with so you talked a bit about the art department which you work with but I was wondering like what are some other occupations or departments that you work with um, so there's a lot of people that work on Scholastic Classroom magazines in general, and the, but then we have a much smaller New York Times upfront team. And so there's a couple other editors like me who are working on creating stories and digital resources. And then we have our art department, and they're kind of working on gathering photos and designing the page layouts and graphics. Um, and so I work pretty closely with them just to make sure that, you know, the design for each of my stories makes sense. And then Scholastic also has a team of copy editors. So they review all the stories, checking things like grammar and spelling. Um, and then we have a fact checker who will look at our stories. Mm. And then, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of people that make it all work. But those are kind of the main people that I'm working with on a regular basis. For a teenager that's listening and they like hearing more about the press, about media, about journalism... What would you say is your advice to them to get into this industry? Well, of course, the obvious one is that you should practice writing, whether it's, you know, in a notebook, at an internship, on a blog, because, um, of course, the more practice, the better you'll get. Um, but I think 
the other thing is that you really need to read a lot as well. Like we, we tend to be very focused today on videos and photos and GIFs. Um, and I, there certainly is a lot of that in the media as well. But I think reading a lot absolutely makes you a better writer. And, you know, so it doesn't have to be news articles. It could be fiction or nonfiction books or poetry or whatever you're interested in. Um, the more variety, the better, probably. Um, and I just think that all that reading helps spark new ideas and it keeps you informed. You kind of see how the prose write. I know sometimes I'll be writing and like a, a sentence will just kind of come, like I won't really even think about it. It just kind of comes out. I might use a word that I've never used before. and be like, how do I even know this word? I must have just like <laughs> read it and absorbed it somehow. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely I feel like writing gets a lot of the attention, but I think reading can definitely make you a better journalist. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then of course, as as you get further along and start getting more serious about studying it, um, like I said before, reaching out, talking to people in the industry, making some connections is really, really helpful. Yeah, and I guess like my last question to you is, what does the future look like? Like, do you want to continue doing this, and what are you like uh, looking? forward to in the future well this industry is always changing so i don't know exactly what i'll be doing a few years from now but i do know that i want to stay in journalism um so i actually right before i got this job i got laid off from another job and so when that happened i sort of paused and you know reflected on did i want to stay in journalism did i want to try something else um and so I, I did apply to a few non-journalism jobs, but every time that I tried, I went to submit the application, I could just feel like my heart sinking. Um, just felt like I was supposed to be a journalist. So that was a good moment for me to be like, okay, I'm on. This is what I want to keep doing, and um, that's helped me kind of see my path forward. And so this is definitely, you know, something that I want to keep doing. And who knows. Mm-hmm. It will be print or digital or whatever else comes along in a few mm-hmm. years. But this is certainly, yeah. you know, feels like the industry for me. Yeah. And um, it's just like a little question, but um, is there like any other uh, jobs that are like superior to senior editor? Because that sounds like one <laughs> of the higher end jobs. <laughs> yes, there are. There are people above me. Um, so like my boss is the executive editor. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. there's like an editor in chief. Other places I've worked have had like a deputy editor. It's a little confusing because the titles can, like, a title that means one thing at one magazine might mean something different at another magazine. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a little you kind of have to figure it out when you go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've had to work my way up to senior editor, so I feel like I'm doing okay so far. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Do you want to, like, promote anything, have anybody, like, follow any of your socials or anything? Um, yeah, I mean, you can follow me. Let's see if I can remember all my social handles. I know I'm on Instagram. It's just Chrisanne Grise. Um, so you can follow me on there. And then, of course, you can check out the New York Times up front, which some articles are behind a paywall if you're – teacher isn't subscribe a subscriber to it um but it is out there 
at upfront.scholastic.com if anybody wants to check it out. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much to Chris San for spending her time to talk with me about what it's like being a journalist. And again, sorry if uh, my voice was a little monotone. I was a little below the weather when I was interviewing her. But other than that, remember, you can always follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and you can always listen to us on all the different podcasting platforms. And I think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode, which will hopefully be about venture capital and what that job is like. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.